What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. It's pre-Turkey Day here in America, and uh, just want to keep pumping out some podcasts because I have been missing the alien stuff, missing you guys, and bringing you stories. So today, I wanted to talk about Something that came up in Richard Doty's uh, interviews on Gaia. And this has been talked about in UFO circles for a long, long time. But I wanted to kind of get down to the root of it and talk about some theories as well as what facts do we have about this. So the story is the Yellow Book. Okay, you guys may or may not have heard about the Yellow Book. You might have heard a few stories here and there. You might have heard a few little glimpses into it. But what really is it, and who brought it, and who may have it now? And what can it tell us about our past as well as our future? And there's some more information out there that I didn't didn't know until just today. So, what is the Yellow Book, first of all? And then we'll talk about who brought it, and we'll talk about some theories. So, the yellow book is apparently the size of 8 by 11, and it is the thickness of 2.5 inches. So, an eight, 11 by 8 by 2.5 inches. Basically the size of a sheet of paper, right? I believe that's 11 by 8. And then the thickness, though, is obviously much different than a piece of paper. This device is translucent. It was brought to us by an alien species, which I'll talk about in a moment. And within it, whoever holds this yellow book, even though it's not yellow, whoever holds this book can see all of the history that the Ebens have collected on humankind from out all history. Now, if that wasn't fascinating enough, it can also tell you the future within 100% accuracy. Now, many might state, well, this is just pure fantasy. This is just made up. But let's take a look at it. Okay, so 
what else can this book do? Okay, we know it can tell us about all the past that the Ebens have collected about humankind. But it can also tell us about all the past that they've collected, all of the interesting pieces of stories, wars, trades, um, intergalactic engagement between species that they've collected throughout their history. So it literally has their entire history and our entire history. So there's a big part of me out here that says, I want to find where the source of this story came from. Who, where did this originally come from? Was it just somebody that made it up on the internet? Is there some legit source that at least we can like identify that worked for the government or something of the sort? Well, let's find out. So I had to look it up on, on the internet and I came across a book written by a Gil Carson in 2018 and it's titled the yellow book so it has a lot of information on it in general about aliens project serpo where the yellow book was reportedly given uh over to u.s authorities um when we did the exchange program um and the exchange program was to zeta reticuli so that would make sense that it was the evens that gave it to us now the evens are the a little bit taller than the really small grays okay they're not the small like robotic grays that we hear about in like alien abductions these are these are about four four and a four to four and a half feet tall uh grays but they're they have slightly larger heads they have slightly uh bluish tint to their body so it's a little bit different than your standard grays now do we have any information about these guys well sure we do but let's get back to the book. So according to this, this book, the very first page states Secrets of the Yellow Book. The Yellow Book is the alien's history of the universe recorded by the aliens themselves and revealing their interactions and involvement with Earth's development and evolution. The aliens brought this amazing Yellow Book to Earth, presenting it to the U.S. government officials at the famous Holloman Air Force Base landing on April 1964 by female EBA number two, EBE, extraterrestrial biological entity. Um, they call them affectionately EBAs. <laughs> uh, so some of the information in the yellow book was difficult to interpret. Um, they state that the Ebens don't refer to years as we refer to our years. They speak of time, but in, a, in terms of an event clock. So to help us better understand this, the Evens detail our years as a point of reference. The Yellow Book also puts things in a different perspective because the predictions contained in the Yellow Book would have been collected in the future as things that had happened in their past. See, what's really interesting is, you know, this brings about time travel, this brings about different physics on different planets as has been recorded and reported by different alien abductees as well as alien encounters. They state that there's different physics that happen on their planet and that it's difficult to explain. And not just the Evens planet, but also many other alien uh, extraterrestrial encounters. They state that our physics works different, which seems weird considering that we're all part of the same universe, but apparently physics may actually work differently in different bodies of, of planets. I mean, think about it. I mean, gravity is a law, but it's a law that we know of in, with our very minuscule brain. But imagine if gravity worked differently on another planet, or there's a different 
magnetic force on that planet causing it to interact differently or they might have wormholes just like you know at different parts of their planet things things get really weird when you start to mix up physics so um you know it's outside of the realm of our understanding but nonetheless we go back to the book here and you know who gave it who is the one that gave us this information this book states that um he he says that there was a exchange ambassador that the late Bill Cooper reported on who states that he is the main source for the information. This exchange ambassador is named O.H. Krill. He's an exchange ambassador from Typhon in Draco and one of the main sources of information on the Yellow Book. So the name originally was one of the name names of the ambassadors that came here to stay on Earth after the government had its first contact with the reptilian lizard-like Draco extraterrestrials. Um, however, later on, the name got used to indicate a species that Ambassador Krill belonged to. President Eisenhower met with our first alien ambassador, Krill, his name, Krill, on February 20th, 1954, Krill helped to establish diplomatic relations with an alien race that became known as the Aetherians. I don't know much about the Aetherians, but Krill was the one that told us about the Yellow Book. Um, so apparently there's some papers written about this Ambassador Krill. Um, they, he, it, even in this book, they, he states that these Krill papers seemingly came out of nowhere and stirred up a small... Hornet's Nest of Speculation. Who is O.H. Krill? You know, it almost seems made up, right? But again, a lot of these titles are, are kind of made up. I mean, we even had an extraterrestrial named Thor, Valiant, Val Valiant Thor, working with the government who looked very human. And there's a picture of him on the internet. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But they named him Thor. I mean, the God of Thunder, really? The guy that's, uh, you know, all over the Marvel comics and, and, and movies? I mean, the names for these guys, you know, it's almost like they're humanized. They're made to be human. Um, you know, so it's very bizarre. But anyway, let's move forward here. And what's interesting, when we talk about this technology, it doesn't really make sense to us because it seems like, okay, in our brains, we have to have a time log. You know, the way we were raised, we have to equate everything with time. But in their, in their society, they equate everything with an event. So, I want to bring this article up. Uh, it's an article from ghosttheory.com. And it talks a little bit more about what the Yellow Book had, had within it. Um, what's interesting is they state that there was an ambassador that was left behind as well 2,000 years ago. Now, many people, when they hear that, they automatically think, well, of course, that was Jesus, right? Had to be Jesus. Uh, in these articles, it states that it wasn't Jesus, but let's face it, kind of sounds like it might be Jesus, right? <laughs> Jesus could walk on water. He could multiply food. He could, like, raise people from the dead. I mean, who who else could do that but an alien, right? Um but what, was, what else was interesting was the observer, uh, according to this article, not related to Christ, um, 
but they did have holographic images of the crucifixion of Christ and other biblical events in the Yellow Book. The visitors have supposedly been asking the question, why them and not us to have Christ as Savior, to have a Christ Savior? Hmm, interesting. I wonder if they're talking about the aliens there in that, in that perspective. Um, let me pull up this other really interesting article that talked a little bit more about exactly what it had in there. Okay, so this article on EnkeSpeaks.com talks about the Yellow Book uh, as being able to interpret up to 80 human languages as the viewer views these images. So basically it'll just take on your language and give you the information in your language. Um, the pictures would tell the story of the Eben's lives, their exploration of the universe, their planet, their societal life, the Eben's long-time relationship with Earth. It also showed their first ambassador to Earth some 2,000 years ago. And in this article, they state it was Jesus. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Because what do we have? We have the Shroud of Turin that has that supposedly has Jesus' DNA on it, right? And if we can certify that that DNA is different than humans, then guess what? We got ourselves certified DNA alien uh, material, right? Um, so moving on into this article, um, the Ebens basically wanted to come down, according to this article, and save us from the Draco reptilians who were working with the Nazis to create continued conflict so that the reptilians could feed off of the louche energy which is generated from conflict, sadness, and death. And the Ebens didn't want that. They wanted us to be prosperous and continue to live positively. Um, which is interesting that they gave us the yellow book because that can tell the future. And if we can tell the future, we can find out if the reptilians are really trying to kill us or, or how, how they would kill us. And then therefore, we could stop it. Um, so this was all part of that Serpo exchange program where they exchanged 12 American men uh, who would live 13 years on Serpo. And uh, we, we exchanged a couple of their, their beings as well. Um, of course, you guys know this from the Steven Spielberg movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't even have to talk about that. Where they, they filmed at the Devil's Tower again, right? This is this is very similar to what actually happened. Um, a Pentagon insider said Spielberg mostly tells the true story. He says mostly only because the the actual exchange involved two women uh, members in the movie. Uh, the, the movie also shows the dramatic blast off the Devil's Tower. Um, authenticated DIA documents state that this actually happened uh, in Nevada near the nuclear testing grounds. Um, so, again, a little bit different from the movie, but that's okay. Now, going back to this yellow book, where is it, what is it, where did it come from, and where could it be now? Well, in... John Lula in July 16, 1965, a massive alien spacecraft from the Zeta Reticuli system landed in Nevada, and the visitors known as the Ebens welcomed those 12 people onto their craft. They gave us the Yellow Book and Sayonara. Well, while we had this Yellow Book, we had to figure out how can we use it, right? So DIA 
employees started to work on this project, especially with the Yellow Book project. Uh, and they exposed the truth of the human-alien interaction and interplanetary travel. Uh, it reveals that the Evens had returned to Earth eight times, but also that our government continues to have an ongoing relationship with them, a relationship with the potential to advance the human race into the future. Now, let's just think about this yellow book for a second. Imagine if you have this in your possession. What's the first thing you're going to do with it? Find them winning lotto numbers, right? 100%. After you find them winning lotto numbers, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to use that money to benefit society, to fund people who are using or trying to develop zero-point modules? Probably, maybe, if you're, you know, <laughs> like me, uh, you know, and, and try to bring free energy to to the world, you know, uh, to to move us forward, to stop being stuck in the past. Um, but there's powerful forces at hand that are trying to keep that away from people. Now, going back to Yellow Book, apparently there's a lot of UF, uh, a lot of UF, a lot of government employees who were part of the Yellow Book project, but they did not want to look into the Yellow Book for their future. They did not want to find out the future because it was 100% accurate and they didn't really want to know what negativity might come. What's interesting is, and Richard Doty talks about this in the Gaia episode, is that he stated that as soon as you pick it up, it will start, right? It will start to give you the history and it will kind of like play like a movie, but it's not a movie that you can hit pause on and come back to. Once you put it down or give it to someone else, it starts all over again. So you have to sit there and hold it and watch it. Apparently, the record for watching this movie or the information on this yellow book is 22 hours. Now, you may ask, well, why can't we just give it to somebody else after somebody's held it for 22 hours? Because it knows it's another person who will restart again. So why would they give us such a bizarre device that has so much information on it but we can't access it we don't know how to access more than 22 hours of one shot doesn't seem fair right so this is my question right it's like almost like they gave a toddler you know in in the 1800s a nintendo and said here play with it but uh, we're not going to show <laughs> we're not going to give you electricity or we're not going to show you how to get to the main menu or uh fast forward or anything like that um it seems really bizarre so I found a really interesting extra few pieces of info about the Yellow Book on uh, Stealth Skater. And it talks about how Yellow Book was written by the Ebens. It is a history of the universe, not just not just Earth's engagement with these uh, aliens and the aliens' engagement with Earth, but also the history of the universe. It also states that Earth is an out-of-the-way stop in their five or more trading routes. It's also noted that there is said to be five or more groups of aliens visiting Earth. So not only are we an out-of-the-way stop on their trading route, but there's also five other alien groups according to this yellow book. I think you and I both believe there's probably far more than five, but um, it's, what, it's what it states on our very human website. Again, it also talks about the observer who was left here 2,000 years ago. Um, it also states that it has their own social history and religious beliefs within the Yellow Book, that apparently they believe in one God, but they don't accept our Christian trinity. 
it says that the yellow book is able to predict the future with 100% accuracy since 1964 when it was reportedly given to us at White Sands, New Mexico in April. Some politicians, we understand, don't want to read the yellow book because of its reported accuracy in predicting the future. And if one can imagine normal humans got their hands on the yellow book, what would they do with it? The yellow book is highly classified and under very heavy security. Eba 2 said it would take an entire human lifetime to read the yellow book and another lifetime to understand it. That's what's mind-blowing, right? It would take a lifetime because you'd have to sit there for your entire life holding this thing trying to read it. I wonder what happens when you fall asleep if you're still touching it. Does it just keep playing while you're asleep and you can wake up and keep going? I mean, you would think that they would have figured, you know, the government would have tried that. Um, and shoot, they would have duct taped that thing to somebody's hand if they could uh, get more info out of it. Um, but what's interesting is they, they talk about the fact that it's under very heavy security. Well, where are things under very heavy security? Area 51, S2, Dugway, uh, you name it, right? I mean, like, Southwest, Nevada, New Mexico, Los Alamos. Guaranteed, this thing is at one of those places. Under very heavy security. It's probably locked in a humongously thick, you know, safe, guarded by two guys with M16s. Alright? That's all I can think of. I mean... You know, that's what's got to be. Are they using it anymore? Are they trying to read the future? Is Does future change when we change? Because we can change the future at any time, right? How can it predict with 100% accuracy what's going to happen in the future if right now you can jump up out of your chair, you can do anything you want. You could start a company, you could run for president, you could do all these things. How can it predict with 100% accuracy? That's what's really fascinating to me. If you guys know how they can do that, by all means, I'd love to hear about it. I'll try to open up the po uh, the comment section on Anchor so you guys can leave a comment in there. I'll, uh, I'll post it up on Facebook, post it up on TikTok. I have not been active on TikTok lately, um, but I'll post some stuff up there. Um, again, who is Krill? Who gave us this information? Uh, you know, the thing about being a ufologist is, you know, you have to discern what's real from what's not. And when we have guys like Richard Doty, who are ex-counterintelligence officers, telling us that, yeah, this thing does exist, it is real. Um, you know, sometimes we have to take counterintelligence officers' information with a grain of salt. But in this case, since it's been reported by so many other individuals, you got to think that it's real. Maybe its capabilities have been slightly exaggerated to some degree, but again, it seems like this thing can predict the future, give us enough information about the history of the universe to give us some guidance on technology, on how to develop our society a little bit better, um, how to love each other, how to come together, how to get away from the capitalistic rat race and work towards a more harmonious sustainable lifestyle because let's face it current 40 hours 60 hours of work week uh living until we're uh you know 70 77 and collecting retirement at 62 to 70 isn't cutting it guys we're not going to live that long and um we could live a lot healthier you know the stress that we put ourselves under could be eliminated by far if we could have some of the technology, some of the understanding of 
how to develop a society to a more peaceful society. We could do that. We can bring about a more peaceful society through different methods, especially if we understood them through aliens' methodology. And we can incorporate it into our own. Um, and then, you know, how to further ourselves spiritually. Um, you know, all of these are deep, deep, deep interests of mine. And, and I think that that yellow book can hold the secrets to to many of those. And if those secrets could be shown to all of humanity and we could see what they've been able to to achieve, maybe things would change. That would be my hope anyway. So things could change. Hopefully for the better. Hopefully we don't destroy ourselves. And I think that's what, you know, a, a lot of this talk is about. It's about technology that can change humanity for the better. Yeah, free energy is great. Yeah, free power is awesome. Yeah, flying to the moon in two seconds is great. Flying out of the solar system would be magical. Meeting aliens would be great. But if we don't integrate it into ourselves and into our real world life, what good is it all? It's just a parlor trick. So keep that in mind as we continue on our journey of UFO research and learning more about the spiritual, societal, and just living variances that we have between us here on Earth and the aliens above. Until next time, guys. Take care of your physical, spiritual, and emotional health. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, take care and Lockdown Universe is out.